It's the Chronicles of Aguna, and we're back with another live stream. Hello, good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by the last man standing with loserpool.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and my guest this evening is Arsenal writer Jay Burford. Jay, welcome back, mate. How are you? Not too bad, though. Thanks for ha- having me on again. No problem. Anytime, mate. You know you're always welcome. Big, big discussion point today. Um we heard after the Nottingham Forest game from Rob Holding that Unai Emery had put it to a vote uh, as to who was going to get the Arsenal captaincy. He wanted to hear from his players. We don't necessarily know that that was, you know, that they had the final decision, but we know that they will have had an influence on Unai Emery's decision. Now, I could have told you weeks ago that Granit Xhaka was going to be given the armband. Um, it, it's obvious. He's been given it pretty much every time he's played. Um, you know, it, to me, it, whilst it might not be my first, first choice, I understand why Emery's gone that way, kind of, um, I guess. So on this evening's stream, and it is a live stream, so a big hello to everybody who's watching us live at the minute. And of course, to those who tune in later, whether that's on iTunes or uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever. Uh, big hello to all you guys. And a big hello, um, of course, uh, to those of you who are going to watch this back later on. So if you are, please don't forget to hit or like, uh, hit the like, sorry, not hit or like, hit the like button, subscribe as well. That's really, really important. Um, our Manchester United preview came out earlier today. Uh, we were joined by Rodri Giggs, brother of the legendary Ryan Giggs, who famously made that uh, fantastic advert, the, the Paddy Power one, taking the piss out of his brother. I thought that was fucking sensational. Um, so big shout out to, to uh, Rodri for that. Um, and you can check that out. It's on our channel now. Uh, also tried to do a bit of FIFA content today. Never done that before in my life. Uh, wasn't great few teething problems but we'll get there uh, so that's something new as well that we'll be adding to the channel going forward now David Ornstein reported it didn't he he said that Granit Xhaka had been named the new captain let's have a look at the tweet that David Ornstein uh, put out he said exclusive Arsenal head coach Unai Emery has named Granit Xhaka as permanent captain consulted players before relaying final decision to the squad this morning Xhaka has led AFC in six of the eight games this season and turned 27 today. Vice not finalised, hearing it's between Lacazette and Aubameyang. Now, before we get into the detail and before we dissect this whole thing, Jay, your first your first thought when you heard this news? It's sort of, uh, it was obvious it was going to happen. As I say, he's, he's led the team in pre-season. He led, led the team this season. Um, when he's played and started, he's had had the armband. So, although obviously it's good to have an official announcement, there was no sort of news as such because everyone knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, I agree with you. Lots of people are up in arms about it. They're completely shocked by it. And I can't work that out because for me, like I said in the intro, it was a very, very obvious choice in the fact that Unai had turned to Xhaka, you know, for six of the eight games at the beginning of the season tells you everything. Now, had Xhaka not been given the armband, then maybe it would have been down to a sort of a landslide vote. But 
it's, it's clear that whilst, you know, a lot of people don't rate Granite Xhaka, and I've defended him a hell of a lot, and I've taken a lot of stick for that, he's obviously got something that the club, the manager, and his teammates value. And, you know, somebody made the point the other day that maybe it's not necessarily leadership just on the pitch. Could be leadership on the training ground. Could be the way he is in the dressing room. I don't know. We, I guess we're not privy to that sort of detail. But um, I, I agree with you. It was something that was bound to happen. Jay, let's let's put to the side one minute. If you were Unai Emery and you weren't going to pick Granite Xhaka, is there anyone else that stands out to you that you would have said, right, actually, I'll give it to him? If I could pick myself, I'd give it to Hector. I know he's been at the club for a long time. I think he's always, uh, you know, he's, he's not afraid to stand up for what he um, wants to talk about. Um, you know, he does a lot of um, lectures about things. He's, he's happy to speak about uh, a number of different things. But I think he's a sort of, you know, he's got good men, uh, mental strength. He's a leader. Whether he's a leader among the dressing room, we're not sure of, of obviously. But I, uh, if I could pick one person, I think you need someone who knows Arsenal as well. And because he's been at the club for such a long time, one of the longest and also, got, you know, when fit, a first choice player, I probably would have gone for him. But I can understand with him being out injured for, for quite a while, maybe Emery has not picked him first choice or maybe he just obviously thinks that um, Jacques is a better, a better captain to, to pick. But I'd go with Hector myself. OK, interesting. Let's have a look at... Um why Unai Emery's picked him because Unai Emery released a statement uh, shortly after and, and you know Unai Emery's statements are often difficult to dissect uh, and again Always. yeah I mean again it's not a dig at him I, I wouldn't be able to do a statement in Spanish so fair play to him um, I wish sometimes he'd sit with a translator next to him because I was in the press conference with Unai after the Forest game and there were some questions asked of Unai that I, I genuinely feel he just didn't understand because he started talking about something else. And, and you know, uh, it's difficult, but for me, the communication with the fans is a really, really big deal. And I, I think it makes you realise how articulate Arsene Wenger was. If nothing else, he was very articulate. Um, right, let's have a look. So Emery was asked why he feels that Xhaka is the best man for the job. He said, first, he is mature and he has experience and we are all living all the time under pressure, under criticism as coaches, as players, as a club. The most important thing is to stand up in each moment, go ahead and to show his quality with his behaviour, with his commitment. And in the dressing room, the players voted for him as the first. After I spoke with him and we want to change that opinion outside because that respect that he has inside the dressing room is very, very important. And also keep moving ahead, playing, improving and with behaviour and his commitment each match for him, for me, for everybody is a very good opportunity to show our capacity. Unai just uses the same words over and over again, doesn't he? I trust and believe in him and he's a good man, a good professional and a good player. Sometimes he has made a mistake, yes, but the most important thing is to analyse, to learn and to correct that in the future. His challenge and our challenge is to change that opinion and above all, show personality and improve in each match and give us help every time. The first match is on Monday at Manchester United. Che, what do you take from that? First, I think what's clear is that they've, um, you know, they've made it uh, aware that they've uh, seen the issues that he's had this season, and that the fans have been a bit upset by his um, 
displays on the pitch. And they've sort of mentioned the fact that, you know, he's got to win the fans over again, which is quite intriguing. I thought they'd just sort of lay on, you know, him as a person, as a leader and just go through that. But towards the end, he, they do sort of say that he does have to sort of win the fans around as um, a captain and a player as well. Do you think that the Arsenal coaching staff and the players quite understood how disappointed some fans have been with Granit Xhaka prior to that booing when he came off the other day or the jeering, whatever you want to call it? I'm not sure because, you know, you hear about players sort of ignoring things outside the club and they just sort of focus, you know, on what they're told by by the club and and that, but then you also hear sometimes that you know they, they do look at social media, they do look at the reactions of fans to sort of gauge on you know what the feeling is. So I I, I don't think they'll they'll look at things outside the club too much. I think you know they'll see what happens in training, uh, what happens in the games. They'll do their own um, you know things really to to determine their own ideas, and then they'll go with that. So the fact the fact that obviously the fans booed Xhaka, um, which isn't really a great thing. By, by the fans, I don't think that they would have anticipated that before it, it happened. I mean, I, I think they would have seen it, and maybe, maybe that quote there is is in relation to to the booing. But before that, I don't think they re- really would have thought about it too hard. I think the way the fans treated Granit Xhaka the other day was a fucking disgrace. If I'm honest, um, you know, lots of people criticise Granit Xhaka, and whilst I think that he gets it way too much. Um, I, I do get some of the points that some people make, you know, that the constant mistakes, the lapses in concentration, the attitude at times. I get all that. Yeah. But but there's no excuse for reacting the way that they reacted when one of your players is being substituted. Now, Granit Xhaka wasn't great that day, but neither were a lot of players. And for me, and I said it at the time, Danny Ceballos was probably just as bad that day. But nobody gives him a hard time and and nobody gives other players a hard time. Now, where I've taken issue with this whole Xhaka captaincy thing is not so much that Xhaka is the captain, more so that it's taken until the 27th of September for Arsenal to announce their captain. Now, I totally understand that the Koscielny thing uh, would have changed Unai Emery's preseason plans, etc. But you've got to have this in order early doors. You've got to go into the season knowing who your captain is and, you know, communicating that clearly to kill this story because this has been an ongoing story since our season started. Who's going to be captain? Who's going to be captain? And it feels like there's always a distraction at Arsenal, whether it's transfer speculation or or whatever. There's always something going on. And for me, Arsenal could have nipped this in the bud early doors and got this done and dealt with and we wouldn't be having you know, the major discussions that we're having about it. Now, when I look at the rest of the squad, who would I have given it to? I I really don't know. I really don't know. And that is the reason why I can't sit here and slate Unai Emery for that decision. I'll slate him for a lot of things. I think he makes a lot of mistakes. But for me, Mm. this is not that big a deal. Um, And I think that what you're seeing now is you're seeing a lot of Arsenal fans showing that they're hypocrites because they were having a go at people like myself who dared to question Unai Emery, but now they're furious at his decision. Well, hold on a minute. You either back Unai Emery and you trust him or you don't. So you can't be 
disgrace that Xhaka being given the captaincy and at the same time fully behind Unai Emery, can you? I think you can be behind, obviously, with the captaincy. When when Emery does something, I think you can back that, you know, that thing that he's done, but not necessarily back him. Or you can, you know, vice versa. I don't think the two go hand in hand. I mean, I personally, you know, I'm not his biggest fan at the moment. I don't think, you know, this season's not really gone that great so far, although obviously it is only um, a few weeks in. But I'm not really his biggest fan. But this whole Xhaka captain thing, I can't really fault him. You know, Xhaka's captain for Switzerland. He was captain for his old club. He's clearly got, you know, things that a captain needs and, and requires. I do think that he also has the respect of the dressing room, despite obviously what 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 the fans say. So um, I think I, I, I don't really think you can say that to not back him, but you can back the, the captaincy or, you know, vice versa, really. Well, for me, it's one of a, a long list of decisions that I'm not entirely sure about. And, and you know, there are lots of questions that Unai Emery needs to answer, That uh, lots of issues that Unai Emery needs to resolve. Um, do you think that the, you know, the, the comebacks of Rob Holding, of Hector Bayerin, of Kieran Tierney, and that's just come through as a question, actually, from uh, Callum Ferguson, he thinks it will. Do you think that the return of those three players will help Granite Xhaka and, and prevent him being so exposed? I think the biggest thing that will help Xhaka is if you play him in the right place. I, I don't think he's played in in you know, he's played at the you know the base. He's he's the anchor man in the Arsenal midfield. I don't think he has those attributes. When he um when he first came to Arsenal. Wenger said a few things in the first few weeks where he was a holding midfielder, then a box-to-box, and then a number 10. Wenger didn't quite know where Xhaka fitted in, in the team. Obviously, Emery's picked him out as the, the anchor midfielder, but I don't really think he has the, the, the attributes to succeed there. You know, he's not as um, agile and gets past quite often. I think, you know, he obviously is trying to be used as a deep-lying playmaker, but I think you have to have someone alongside him to do all the dirty work. Then you give him the ball, and then he can spray the passes and, and, and do that. So I think, I think the fullbacks will help, but I, I don't think they'll help just Jack, uh, Jacko. I think they'll help the team. You know, we'll have defenders who can defend on the flanks and um, s- support the attack as well. Which right now we start on, on both sides, mainly just attackers at fullbacks in um, Maitland Niles. Um, he's not that great defensively, but going forward, he's good. Whereas Hector, I think, will will bring that sort of both sides to the game. I think the biggest thing for Xhaka is, you know, to have someone alongside him who's actually going to help do the job that he's actually been asked to do, but I don't think he quite can do it. Yeah, great points. Great points. Fantastic points. Let's have a look at what uh, some of our listeners are saying at the moment. Uh, Prince says, who else didn't expect him not to be named the captain? Um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Sassid says, Xhaka being captain for me is the same as Giroud being captain if he kept the keys to the house as a kid. So uh, I'm not sure what you mean there, mate. I, I get, I, I've seen that quote. Yeah, yeah, that's just sort of saying that I think when he first arrived, he said that he had keys before his big brother or something. And so that's why he had lead, leadership skills. And that quote's been sort of circulated quite quite a lot yeah, i've seen that quote uh, but it was the the link with jury there i'm not sure i'm not, not, not really sure 
Let us know in the comments, mate. Let us know. Uh, it's probably a great point. I just, uh, I'm obviously missing something. Uh, Solo says we won because Xhaka came off versus Villa. Um, I think that's more of a coincidence than the fact that Xhaka... I think there's, the subs worked when they came on, definitely. I, I, I don't think it's just the fact that Xhaka went off and everything went great. I think, you know, the, the subs came on, they did their job, but I wouldn't sort of blame it purely on as soon as Xhaka left, the whole team lifted. I agree. Uh, Omar says, disgraceful decision. Uh, <laughs> Solo goes on to say, I will give captaincy to Aubameyang as he's Arsenal's best player. Um, I just, uh, uh, Aubameyang, I, I, I get why people say that because he is at the moment the informed man. He scores goals and we always hear stories about how well he gets on with people. But I, he, he doesn't strike me as that kind of character. He doesn't strike me as captain material. And, and I guess you could say, what is a captain these days? Because for me, that role has been devalued over the years. It's not what it was when you had Patrick Vieira, when you had Roy Keane, when you had all those guys. Um, it, it's definitely changed. But Jay, one thing I wanted to ask you was, my fear when I heard about this vote was that this was going to turn into a popularity contest rather than appointing the right man, the man that sh should be given the armband. Because the example I used was, if you look back at the Manchester United glory days, for example, you look at someone like Roy Keane, you can bet your, your bottom dollar that somebody like David Beckham would have had more friends in the dressing room. But it doesn't mean he would he was more equipped to do that role. And and for me, th this is where I'm not a fan of the uh, of the the vote. I, I wanted to see Unai Emery grab this by the balls and do it himself. And I feel like he's shown a bit of weakness by leaning on the players. What do you make of the whole approach and the vote? So the way the way I see it, I think what what's happened is, you know, he's he's got this this group of five, which you know, I'm not a big fan of, but that's obviously the way he does things. Now, Xhaka was clearly captain. He's done this vote and Xhaka's still the captain. Whether that was the players that voted for it, I'm not too sure. I think he had Xhaka as number one regardless but he wasn't sure how to make up the rest of this five-man group because the group that was there last season three of them have gone um so i think what he wanted to do is find out who the players wanted and maybe say that they all voted for or you know the average voted for alba he'd be the vice captain or he'd be in that group rather than giving him above jack i think jack would say was always going to be captain there was never ever going to be a different thing to that but I think he wanted to allow the players to have their own input to ha into this captaincy group, you know, this five-man um, five group. So that's why I think the vote was. Um, I, don't, I, I don't really know what to think of it. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that he asked, asked the players. You know, it's, a, it's not a, a common thing. You know, normally in a club, you've got the, the coach will pick the, the, the captain and the vice captain, and then you just get on with it. That's just what happens. Um, so I mean, Emery's come in with this five-man, which is a new thing, and now he's he's asking the players to help him pick the group. You know, the the good thing about it is that it means that the players. I know that you're saying they'll pick their friends, but I think I, I don't think they would do that. Say that they, you know, there's um, people who are good friends, but if they're not a very good captain or don't have the attributes to be a captain, I'm not sure that they'd pick him to be captain. I, I think the squad will actually that they would have voted for. The person who they thought would have made a good captain, and if you know, if the, those players are then going to make up the five-man group, I think it's quite a good thing. But I do agree with you in the sense that Emery should just say, "Look, 
this is my captain, this is my vice captain, that's it. Or, you know, these are the five players that are going to be the captains this season and just lay down his authority as the manager and say this is what's happening. So I think the players all would respect that. Agreed. And, and we've heard that like, uh, it's not really been confirmed, but I guess from the rumblings and the murmurs that we've heard of late, there are maybe questions being asked of Unai Emery in the dressing room of his approach, of his uh, style of play, of the playing out from the back. Ainsley Maitland-Niles has been quite vocal uh, about saying, you know, he's not playing in a position that he's happy in. He's, we've heard other players like Aubameyang saying, like, we we just giving away goals. Maybe Unai Emery used this as a as a way of trying to get his players to buy back into what he's doing. Do you think that that could be the case? Maybe he felt like if he gave them that responsibility, if he said, this is a big decision for us and I want you guys to be a part of it, he felt that he could maybe get some of those guys back on side. I don't know. What do you think of that? It could be because obviously that say, you know, that you had the whole um, like whispers of, of, of the players not understanding him. And then obviously, yeah, you know, you had a few um, quotes from players. So just to, just to bring the dressing room back together, it, it's quite um, logical to to say that. Um, I think the the Maitland Niles quotes, from what I sort of um, think of it, I think that was a lot of sort of, sort of fire back at the criticism he's had because you know he's apart from the Newcastle game, he's, he's had a bit of a, a, a dodgy start to the season, and he's you know the fans have sort of let him know that, and I think that was a a sort of thing to say, look, guys, uh, I'm, a mid- I'm a midfielder doing a job in defence. That's not where I play. Can you just sort of Give lay off me a bit and, and, and stuff? Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure if that was entirely aimed at Emery more than just fans just give me a break, you know, Hector's back suit and then maybe I won't play there. But while I'm there, I'm, I'm helping the team when they're missing someone. Yeah, absolutely. Great points. Uh, let's go back to the listener comments. Uh, coming through live at the moment. Archie says Emery loves digging himself a hole. He says it's a disgrace. Xhaka has no leadership. Last season, Xhaka played beside Torreira and still wasn't up to standard. He then goes on to say the United game is huge for Emery. I mean, Jay, if, you know, we do go to Old Trafford and get beat and, you know, you look at Manchester United and you look at them and you say, they're probably as weak as they've ever been in the Premier League era, I would say. Yep. But I made the point on the preview show earlier that it's still Old Trafford. It's still Manchester United and Arsenal just don't win there very often. So, you know, there's a good possibility that we could get beat at Old Trafford. If that was to happen, do you think that Unai Emery will, will come under a, a lot more scrutiny and, and will it start to turn a little bit toxic? Yeah, a, a negative result will definitely turn things quite sour. I think the the recent wins have sort of, you know, helped him a little bit after the, the Watford game. I think I still think he's under pressure now, even with the wins that we've had. Um, going to Old Trafford is just awful for Arsenal. No matter what state United are in, Arsenal always find a way to to draw or lose. You know, we never seem to, to do well there. <laughs> and... If that was to happen again, I, I don't think anything would happen to him in terms of like his job. I still think he'd keep his job, but you know, a lot of fans are turning against him. And I think if he wasn't to get the the required result at Old Trafford, I, I do fear that there'd be sort of 
no coming back from the fans. I think he might lose the fans altogether or, you know, the vast majority of them. Um, and, you know, he had the dreaded vote of confidence recently. You know, if if he was to lose at Old Trafford and, and then not sort of pick up after that, I, I do maybe fear that he would, you know, his jo- job would be on, on the line. But going to Old, Old Trafford, I'm not very confident personally. I, I'm not sure about you, but um, just going there is never a good sign for us. And I'm not sure Emery's going to change that. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you look at United's team and you look at Arsenal's on paper, you, you would say that Arsenal have a real good chance of going there and getting something. But like you said, it's Old Trafford and, and I just don't feel confident either, if I'm honest. Uh, let's have a look at some more comments. Uh, KWXSI, I'm not sure if that's supposed to say something. I've not pronounced it right. He's definitely being played out of position in regards to Granit Xhaka. His first duty as captain is to tell Unai that. Um Let's see. Callum asks, do you think Kalasinac will start further forward with Tierney left back on Monday? I don't, mate. I don't think there'll be two of them in the in, in the team. I think it will be Tierney. Um, fingers crossed he's fit enough. He's come away from the last game without any problems. Uh, Robert Mugabe, what a name. Uh, he says <laughs> he can't tackle or isn't mobile enough to be a CDM and he's too one-footed to play further forward and forget number 10 because he can't dribble or pick a defence splitting pass. Lacquer or Holding should have it in regards to the armband. Uh, mate, is that your real name? Let us know in the comments. Uh, interested, <laughs> interested to know that. Uh, Sassid goes to clarify his previous comment about Giroud. He says, Giroud and Xhaka are very similar, both slow, both with a lot of errors, misses, giveaways, extremely one-footed, a liability. So for me, it's the same as giving the captaincy to Giroud if he had leadership. Okay. Uh, Ame Arnav says, Ozil, Oba and Laka are all players who players look up to, not the not captain material, give it to Holding. You're a born leader or you are not one at all. Age doesn't matter if the atmosphere is correct. Um, Tommy says, if we win games, all will be fine. But when we lose, it will mean even more stick for Xhaka because the fans will use this captain thing to pick out a scapegoat, even if Xhaka plays well. I, I do think that Xhaka gets a hard time. That is a, that is a, a fact, in my opinion. He, he does get over the top criticism and you know it isn't helpful Uh, and you do know as an Arsenal fan that the minute things turn south he'll be the the first one people pointing at Uh, no but Blanc says Xhaka will get Emery sacked Uh, David Mar says Xhaka a captain what a joke he's not even good enough to be a footballer and Joker yeah that's harsh it is harsh (laughs) Um, David why is he not good enough to be a footballer let us know Uh, Joker alarm says now that Xhaka is captain, he'll become undroppable despite Emery's comments in the interview. This is the thing I find strange. People talk about Xhaka being undroppable. The captaincy doesn't change that. Uh, Jay, would you not agree that Xhaka has been part, a pivotal part of Unai Emery's plans from day one? He always gets picked and the captain's armband doesn't make a difference in that. Yeah, I mean, if you're saying that Purely because he's captain, he's going to play more than he did. I mean, no, because I mean that's impossible. He played at every game that he was fit. So the captain uh, won't change the fact that you know he won't get picked more. But I do think it means that you know, say he came in for a bad patch of form, which is, is sort of uh, arguable that he's in that now. He won't get dropped as quickly as a non-captain would. I think that's probably what people are more sort of saying. The fact that. Um, now that he's got captain, any chance of him getting dropped 
is a lot, uh, you know, it's more minimal than it, it was before his, his captaincy. But the fact that, you know, he played every minute of every game before captaincy and that's not going to change now. I See, I disagree there because I think that Unai has shown uh, and, you know, again, people that watch this channel will know that I'm not uh, a massive Unai Emery fan. However, one thing I'll give him credit for is he's had the balls to drop players. Uh, and when you look at his five captains last year, Mesut Ozil was one of them and he didn't give a shit about it. He treated him with, in my opinion, disrespect uh, quite a lot of the time and didn't really give two fucks whether he was one of the captains or not. So I think that to to say that that is, is going to mean that Emery won't drop him, I, I, I think you're not giving Emery enough credit there because Emery has in the past shown that he will uh, pick different players if he feels that's the way to go. Just before I move on to a couple more comments and we wrap it up, as much as I am maybe on the fence about this decision, and I'm not entirely sure it was the right one, for all the bad things I say about Unai Emery, you have to give him credit for having the balls not to follow the fan opinion and to go with what he believes. Because it would have been very easy to bottle making Granite Xhaka the captain after what happened the other day. Do you not agree? I think had he had he gone with someone else, there then would have been questions as why was that person not captain in the team before Xhaka? So there would have been even more questions, sort of why why Xhaka first and now not Xhaka. I think picking Xhaka is the safe option. Not not that I you know have any issues with it as such, but I think picking Xhaka was the safe option because it means that there, you know if he hadn't picked Xhaka, there would have been questions of why is he lost the captaincy? You know he's obviously in a uh, sort of you no. Know, his form is up and down at, at the moment. I think that there would have been more questions about it. The, uh, the fact that he's picked Xhaka, he's put the the sort of question to bed. Everyone knew it was going to happen. So if he picked someone else, with everyone sort of assuming that Xhaka was going to be the captain, I, I think that would have put Xhaka under the spotlight even more and then questioned um, Emery's reasonings for using Xhaka in the first month of the season. and now all of a sudden thinking, no, I'm going to choose Alba or Lacquer or whoever he would have ch chosen uh, instead. Good point. Good point. It's another way of looking at it, certainly. Great points, Jay. Um, right. I think we're going to leave it there. We've been going for half an hour. Um, it's our third stream of the day, so please check out the previous ones too uh, on our channel. Uh, those, well, this one and the Man United preview will be available in audio format too. You can find those on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, or Spotify and various other podcast outlets. Um, subscribe, like, share, you know the drill by now. Uh, yeah, so uh, that brings us to the end. Interesting discussion. Great to have you guys on board in your comments. My thanks to Jay for joining us once more. And uh, we'll be back very, very soon with some more Arsenal-related content. So until then, take care.